This is Digital Marketing Fastlane. This podcast will show you how to build, launch, grow, and scale a widely successful online business. Listen to real conversations with proven practical strategies and success stories. You're going to learn how to generate more traffic, more sales, more profit, and customer lifetime value for your online store. Coming to you from the online marketing experts at Boy Media, here's your host, Kevin Urrutia. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Ruta here from Digital Marketing Fastlane. I'm here joined with Eric Philippou. Hey Eric, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good, super excited to get another episode in. You know, it's been a while since we've, we've done one. You were on vacation, summer, work's gone busy, a lot of new partners joining the agency. So, you know, we've been able to, we have to scale down. So it's kind of a, sucks, but we love doing the podcast. So I'm super excited to get another episode in. Yeah, and uh, this episode's going to be quite a banger because we are talking about a brand that, you know, the, this style of brand is not very common in the D2C e-commerce world. You don't hear about them a lot, at least not in like these case study contexts, because it's one of these taboo subjects that people don't really like to talk about. But that's actually one of their advantages. The brand is called Hims. They're basically an all-around men's health brand, uh, but they tackle things like ED, uh, hair loss. Um, even they talk about mental health, things like that. You'll see right away, uh, we're going to dive into their website, their ads, their funnels. Uh, you'll see right away how they're different from other brands, how they're positioning themselves in a smart way. Yep. Yeah. Hims is a great company. As you guys probably know, Hims is like it's actually like an ED pill, right? So one thing about Hims, which is interesting, is that if you think about Hims, right, Eric, they're kind of like, the Casper of like these sort of supplement companies that sort of started popping up where they're like, yeah. oh, wow, there's like this, like obviously when Casper came out as a TDC company, everybody's like, oh, whoa, like there's this thing about like where you can like look at a product that's selling right now and then make it online. Hims is kind of like a version of that for supplements because at least for me, when I saw Hims come out and they saw their branding, there's so many obviously other Hims competitors coming out. Um, mm-hmm. And then this sort of like what you consider Eric is like telehealth, right? Health online. That's doing it. So now you see like for hair loss products, you see it for supplements, um, other pills. So I, it's kind of like interesting to think that like Hims came out a few years ago and but then like it's it brought out so many different sort of brands and companies. And just because it made the, the market aware that you could do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really cool. Whenever obviously you can shake an industry or make a whole new industry category uh, with your brand. That's so cool. And that's so important in general, just because it just means you have a unique value proposition, something different, which differentiates you so much from just a marketing consumer psychology standpoint, the messaging of why they should buy from you is so much clearer when you're just so much more unique than everyone else. Think of it like that purple cow strategy. So we're going to go in and see specifically why Hims is probably succeeding in the DTC marketplace. So we're going to talk about their positioning. You know, they're tackling a difficult subject in a smart way. We're going to look at their ad creatives because they do them very well. And because it's a taboo subject, you know, there's a lot of obstacles there. They do trust and authority well, which you're going to see too, especially in a subject like this, why that's important. We're going to explain, explain that. They do multi-channel. They're doing so, social and search. There's a lot of pros and cons to each channel. So you want to be on each, especially if, a subject like this where there's a lot of policy things that you can get flagged easily on Facebook, 
So you want to be on other channels. And then they have a quiz funnel that's really effective. And it's one of the better quiz funnels we've seen. So we're going to take a look at that as well. I even got the fake email generator up for that. Uh, so first thing we're going to talk about is positioning because this guides their value proposition and everything else uh, in the ads, the channels, the funnels. So for positioning, basically the first thing is it's a very taboo subject. So it's something people have a difficult time talking about or thinking about, but uh, they use that to their advantage in many ways. A lot of business owners, or if you're thinking of starting a business, you're probably thinking that that's a huge obstacle. There's a lot of red tape. There's a lot of uh, controversy. It's not a, it's a sensitive subject. You might get flagged on paid media, but basically there's opportunity there because there's, it's high barrier of entry. There's, you know, it, the subject itself, it's sexual and, you know, the top search things on the internet are sex related things. So the, there's a high demand for this type that this is on top of a lot of people's minds more than they'd like to talk about. So there is a huge demand for this product. So that's where they turn an obstacle into an opportunity. Their unique selling point is pretty cool. Uh, just like Kevin was talking about this telehealth, that's really important. And it's a totally different situation. Uh, you don't have to go to a doctor, um, especially for something like this, where you don't feel comfortable talking, you know, it, it, even with a doctor, you'll see their funnel. They have a huge, they have a really big unique selling point, like the $0 doctor visit or, you know, telehealth virtual doctor visit. Another thing that's really good is depositioning. So a lot of the competition before him was it's very clinical. Supplements in general, especially this type of supplement, there's almost a stereotype of the commercials. You see just people walking around and playing in the park and smiling and completely unrelated to what the person is speaking, saying it's a very clinical, kind of stereotypical supplement or medicine or pill ad. Um, they're a completely different look and feel. They're depositioning themselves even from the generic, uh, even from uh, things like Viagra. They're saying how they're a generic version of Viagra for way less price. They're more affordable. They're really depositioning themselves from the competition in a lot of ways. And like I said, the look and the feel, it's totally different. It's not clinical. Actually, their branding, I would say, if you look on their website, Kevin, I would say their branding is way ahead of a lot of other brands we see. Like a yeah, so this I think this goes back into kind of what we were talking about of uh, dealing with like that taboo subject and making it sort of seem it, it all ties into that to like the brand that they're trying to make, right? So obviously similar to what you said before, like this is such a taboo subject. And before Hims, before Roman, Roman's another competitor to them, there is very taboo. Like you could search for like let's say Viagra online, uh erectile dysfunctional by pills online. It was very, very like uh sketchy looking websites. Like the online pharmacies were very sketchy. So there was, there was no trust, right? So they're basically for them, it's sort of like what you see now, Eric, when you have a nice website, a great design, that inherits trust, right? Mm -hmm. So with them, they, they started that straight out of the gate saying, hey, look, we want to make a new brand that's going to build trust. And then with a clean design, proper design, they're, they're essentially trying to fix that, right? Yeah. So that's sort of like, it, it all plays with that sort of what you're saying, you know? How do you overcome the taboo subject? What's their unique sound point? How do they position competitors? Because look, they're like, hey, look, you should buy from us because every competitor looks really sketchy, right? And then for them, they look really clean and nice and like, whoa, yeah, yeah, like these guys must be legit if they got like a website, right? Yeah, and, and a website. There's something to be said about the perceived quality of your branding and your look and feel. 
this is clearly a very professional. They invested tens of thousands of dollars into their branding and their look and the feel. Because in general, when you see a better quality creative or branding, the customer perceives your product as more premium. They, and there's more trust associated with it. With, whereas you get some of these dropshipper ads, it looks like it was made on, you know, it looks like it wasn't made. There, you might not have as much trust. Basically, uh, design, yeah, design is really helping them st stand out, mm -hmm. which is super, super important. I just Googled, like, this is like the second page of Google. I'll put in the, I'll put in the chat. I'm not sure you can see it. Think about this website when you go there versus when you go to, like, Kim's. So click on that, right? This is like the second second result of Google. Think about this website now versus mm -hmm. when you go to like a hymns. You see how like, it's just, this just looks sketchy. Like, okay, like, you know, but the thing too, remember is like, this industry was like this. And then hymns came out, Romans came out and they made it saying, hey, look, it doesn't have to be like, you're like feeling like you're in an, on these underground markets, right? Like why, right? Let's make a proper e-commerce website. Let's add proper branding. Let's make it so that's okay to talk about this. And that's kind of what they're doing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you, we're going to see real quick, I think the next topic we're going to go into is their ad creatives. You're going to see real fast, they use trust and authority. Uh, the clear value proposition, which is very hard to do with their niche, but they figure it out. And then do a lot of iterating. And like I said, the taboo subject that plays a huge role in their advertising. So we're going to go ahead and look at their ad library now. Um, I have it up here. Unfortunately, Facebook doesn't let you do that thing where you sort by uh, most impressions anymore. So you can't see the real best creatives, you know, but yeah, you can, we can still estimate just by scrolling on their timeline. So let's go ahead and look at when I say trust, the first thing, like things I mean by trust, look in their ads, it says FDA approved treatment, just, but let's also just focus on the images. Just there's the money back guarantee. Uh, that's a huge one. They look like, but really what gets the trust is where, where is it? Um, these ads like this. Yeah. These ads here where they quote GQ and they have, you know, things like, uh, it rated 10 out of 10 by real customers. Uh, there's even a 60-day money-back guarantee. See why guys love the convenience. Basically, you know, the GQ, um, the authority of the quotes, uh, that goes a really long way. Uh, even the money-back guarantee, just anything, supplements in general, there's a huge trust factor associated with Just like what Kevin said, I mean, just on the internet in general, probably the least trustworthy uh, niche. So, you know, something like a pill or medicine, you have to go really hard with trust, especially in this subject that's even more notoriously untrustworthy. So they do that really well. What they also do is we're talking about the clear value proposition, which is very hard in this niche. They do it pretty clever. They just say the generic for like, I guess, Viagra or other brands that, you know, they show the generic version. And basically they explain how, you know, they put the value proposition, get your online doctor visit for free. The way their funnel is, uh, they can say the word free. They, they basically say that this is a generic version. When you think of that, you you assume uh, it's like cheaper, I imagine. But the way they do it, their look and feel of their branding, and they put a lot of trust in the ad copy, that really kind of mitigates that. So they make the value, it's just very clear what the product is and what the next step is. It's, you get an online doctor visit for free. So that's a very good benefit. Going more into their iterating, 
So if you're looking at their ads manager, they have a hundred ads up, but a lot of them are very similar. So you see, they did a lot of testing around here, basically around this part, maybe in like June, they started doing this look and feel and you see like maybe it was working more. So they have more of maybe images that, you know, basically images that they add motion to the images instead of detailed videos. They see a lot of images do well. And we see that a lot too with the supplement brands we work with. Images perform really well. Even this image, this is a video, but it literally doesn't move. It's, I mean, it's technically an image. I think they only made it a video so they can get that vertical look to it. Uh, but yeah, this, these are still videos, but they don't really move at all. And, you know, but yeah, these still images, they keep iterating on. They're trying different styles. And this is one that's very clear about uh, the value proposition. So connect with the real medical professional, $0 online medical visit. And it's basically a loop on that. And they have a little animation that is somewhat subjective of, uh, suggests the, uh, you know, it's kind of a little subtle there. Yeah, they showed the value proposition really clearly. So $0, $0 online medical visit. And, you know, in America with the healthcare system, people just don't go to doctors purely for cost. So, I mean, saying a $0 online medical visit, you know, meshes really well. They find ways with their funnel and with their offer to communicate the value proposition very clearly. Because we know when we work with brands that are in this taboo subject, like you can't just say things that you, you can't be as direct, which sucks because we always say clarity over cleverness. So that you, have, you have to be a little clever, but this is a way where they're still clever and they're still clear. So that's really important. And I mean, they are able to say the phrase ED instead of what it actually is. So, you know, that's obviously a benefit here, but yeah, they're very clear about the, the benefit, the $0 medical visit. They show the product very clearly, the pill. They have so many different images of just holding the pill with the hand. So yeah, their ads, they're pretty smart. You can tell they're testing a lot of different styles, just showing that. Then they're showing trust here. They're showing price here. So another thing I wanted to point out is, you know, the biggest objections are price and trust when someone is looking to buy something. So, I mean, you can see in, in some ads, they're addressing price, like $0 medical visit, you know, free online medical visit. They Using free, they're addressing the price issue. And in some of these other ads, they're addressing the trust issue. So with the GQ quote, um, with the, you know, the trust 10 out of, rated 10 out of 10, people love this kind of like a social proof, even though you can just kind of say that, but yeah, they're doing really, they're doing their ads pretty in a really smart way relative to the rest of the field. They don't look clinical at all. It's not like these uh, different pill commercials to the, which are almost like uh, stereotypes at this time. Yeah. It, they really differentiate themselves. When you see it, you think it's an ad for like, Uniqlo or something, you know, the way the look and the feel is, or like a fashion brand like GQ. And then you see what it actually is. And it's, you know, something else, which, you know, that's pretty cool. And it's hard to do with ads, but you can tell they're getting really creative. Kevin, do you have any feedback on any of that? No, the only thing I was going to say is if you look at their ads, they're just very, they're very like professional looking. And I think that just goes with kind of like the brand they want to sort of portray uh, of mm -hmm. like legit and uh, and legitimacy, which is very different than kind of how we talk about some brands, Eric, where we're like, hey, you need to be like raw, you know, UGC content. Like, I don't think they have any here, right? Pretty sure they don't. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it sort of goes to kind of what you're, what we're saying before, like, there's just a different type of 
consumer trust and behavior, right? Like clothing, right? You're not really, you know that you're not like putting this into your body, right? And I think it's sort of the mindset is just different, right? Yeah, absolutely. Or it's even like a snack box yeah. or something where you do an unboxing video. Oh, this came with this snack, came with this mm-hmm. snack. I mean, this is another example also of when trust is a huge factor, but like these aren't stock images or things that you see in these other like pill companies ads. These are like obviously really nice images. They have a really good look and feel and a brand that's actually really close to their branding just from an aesthetic standpoint. It's actually a woman's product called Reformation. Uh, at least that's the vibe I get, or even Everlane, you could argue, just like mm-hmm. maybe the look and the feel, even though it's there for women's, but um, they're women's clothing products. But like they're these fashion, these cool products, these cool brands. And yeah, and they're applying that here. And like I said, when you have really high quality creatives, you take a, you invest in your creative and they look really high quality, just like this, uh, not like UGC or stock photos. It's perceived as a more premium it's perceived as more trust, uh, more trustworthy. So that's very important. Just like, I mean, just like the thing Kevin sent me, these are clearly like almost animations. Mm -hmm. This is like a stock image. These are not things I would trust. This is something, uh, you know, anyone in their mom's basement can make and, you know, rip you off on. You don't feel trustworthy on it. Um, This website looks like it was made 20 years ago. Yep. Yeah, it's just like... Yep, exactly. It just like looks bad and it's and it just doesn't instill like word of mouth like, yeah like that's another thing like like i'm not gonna be like oh yeah like hey eric i went to usamedicinebuy.com to buy you know my viagra you're just like Oof. like you you feel sketchy talking about it right yeah it's like if you go to four hams you're like oh whoa this is actually a nice site like yeah you see it's it's, cool. it's a lot of things that like people are gonna think about when they're doing their branding even for Roy media you know we have a brand new website coming out soon it's gonna be and it's just the same principles are going to apply, right? Eric, you've seen it. Like our current website is great and it converts really well, but we want to improve it and then add a little bit more branding. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, absolutely. It goes a long way. So another thing they do, and we can talk more about this too. Kevin, I think you sent me a landing page, uh, multi-channel. So they're on a bunch of different channels. And I know this niche, because it can get flagged so easily on Facebook or you're limited in what you can talk about on a lot of these paid channels, uh, at least they paid social, you know, search is a huge thing. So let's talk about those a little more. What they answer big for these sort of type of companies is search. Um, when we say search, we mean like search engine marketing. And that is obviously Google ads, but also just organic traffic. This is an industry that has a lot of organic traffic. A lot of people are searching for these things online. And if you're an e-commerce company like them, you really want to capitalize on this sort of market. And the reason why I think with something like this, with hymns and, and products like these, it's it's very different than like, let's say you're doing a clothing company, like t-shirts or, you know, dress shirts, right? Mm-hmm. That market's kind of very established with, um, let's say like Macy's.com, Azos, like, you know, Eric, like all the really popular retailers, right? But with a taboo industry like this, kind of what we said before, you, when you Google like, you know, Cialis alternatives or Cialis pills, you get that sketchy website, right? Mm-hmm. So think about it now, if you have a great landing, if you use, use basic SEO and like even for this one, right? Like you have that Cialis page, right? Google like Cialis, um, buy Cialis online or something like that, right? You'd see that for him. So obviously you have the, the ads, 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 you go down a little bit and then you see, yeah, they're number one. And then it's great. This is this search term. I think Eric has about 20,000 to 30,000 
searches a month. Mm-hmm. Think about now from now you go now you go to that page, click on that one. And even here, like I tell people like this search term buy sales online is such a strong intent that your conversion rate is going to be so high because you're not convincing somebody to buy something that you know they need it, right? So that's why SEO and SEM is so important because they're definitely getting a lot of, lot of purchases from here. I assume their conversion rate from just this search term is at least a good, you know, 10 or 20%. Wow. Right. So think about like that, like, let's say you have like 30,000 search terms a month times a good 20% conversion rate. It's about 6,000 sales a month just from organic traffic, right? And then mm-hmm. and the thing about this too is people need to think about it. This is recurring. So men or what men or whoever buys this, you're buying multiple packs. Yeah. So establishing trust is so important. But for Hims does this really well. I was looking at their monthly overall traffic. They're getting about 300K a month, um, just organic search without ads. But of course, think about this, Eric, couple this with retargeting ads. You're mm-hmm. just making so much more money. This industry... Yeah. There's a reason why, like, what the company that owns is Pfizer has fought so hard to own the patents for this, right? Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that people need to realize, like, the companies like For Hims only popped up because the patents for Pfizer or Cialis are expiring soon. So then it's available to for these generics. So if you're looking for an industry or, or a niche to enter, look at stuff that has patents that's expiring that you can then go and make a generic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. But even then, like I want some just basic SEO stuff here that I really love what they're doing. Look at the URL. The URL is like for him forward slash erectile dysfunction slash Cialis. That's a great structure because uh, basically all the link juice is sort of pointing to this root root sort of erectile dysfunction. And then Cialis is a cure for that, right? So just click on erectile dysfunction on the link here in the bottom. Let's see where that takes you. Let's see. This is this should probably take you to another page that has all the other ones, right? So if you go down, so now it's like all the the treatments, you see how they're sort of branching out. So if you click on like Tadefilo, whatever that is, you see now that the URL is still Tadefilo. So like basically when you're link building, you're building all this link juice to the root, which is the erectile dysfunction uh, part. I I love what they're doing here for SEO. Like uh, very, whoever's doing this in their company really knows what's going on because it's a structure that I like to do too. So clearly, you know, I'm good at SEO, <laughs> but yeah, I like. I think people need to, and like even going back to sort of things like this, even if you're studying them for Facebook ads, great. But if you're studying them for SEO, these are the type of industries and niches that you really want to study for SEO because they're on the top of the game. Just because kind of what I said before, Eric, these guys are just making so much money that being number one or two means a difference between like an extra five to $10 million a year in revenue. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, I think I've told you this hundred times, like the best industries are these taboo industries because they're so aggressive because they want to make money. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. It's good. Right. Yeah. I love their structure. It's, and if you look at this, like, look at how much the content they have, look at what they say, look at the questions they're asking, how it works. Um, because these are all questions people, people are asking how to take it. Right. Think about the content that people are, are, are searching for. And this page at least has a good two to 3000 words of content to sort of uh, fulfill any sort of thing that you might have. Yeah. I know these FAQs also are great for yeah. content. They're great for content. And they're also great for conversion boosters with an FAQ. You, you can at least get an extra 10, 10 to 20% conversion boost. Oh, for sure. Especially in this, like, so we work with a lot of supplements and we get a lot of what's called delayed attribution for those aren't familiar. It's when someone clicks on our landing page or a product page and they take like up to 28 days to make their purchase decision. So we always think like whenever we see a lot of delayed attribution, like you're not getting a lot of purchases on the first day, they're, you know, lingering for up to 28 days. 
we think what's missing on the website or in the user experience or in the ads that they have to, that they're doing more research on. So Hims addresses this. They probably have delayed attribution too. I imagine anything that's you know high average order value, high price, high commitment, uh, high trust. They have a lot of delayed attribution. Um, people are weighing that purchase decision. When you have FAQs, you have a really good landing, like a really detailed landing page here. Like, look, they have the call to action here, but there's so much information. You can be an expert on this product just by reading this landing page and everything on it. You have almost everything you need to make a very, uh, to make the purchase decision. They use a lot of just logic and facts here, just what it is, how long does it take? So if you're just wondering what it is, you're not going to Wikipedia. You're not going to whatever, seeing their news stories of maybe, you know, unflattering news stories, possibly, you know, what dosage is recommended, you know, things like that. Just, and then they even have like things, oh, the world's greatest actor cannot fake an erection. Uh, they have, they're, they're mixing out with, they're still like selling you. They're using the emotional parts of it too. So it's not just like an informational, they're putting a lot of content to educate you, but they're also doing it in a persuasive way. They're playing on emotions too. Even important safety information. I mean, you can argue that okay, they need to say legally and stuff like that, but also from an emotional standpoint, from emotional, you want to establish trust by showing safety information. So that's just really good ways just from a, I mean, I guess a user experience standpoint and a purchasing decision standpoint, there's a lot of benefits of that as well. One thing to think about too for this, Eric, is it's with supplements, with this sort of thing, you really want to you really want to do your research and present people with the best possible information because um, a big thing for something like this is we, we deal with this too, is you never know if you, if you accidentally hire somebody and they say the wrong thing and someone gets hurt or sick, you can get a really big lawsuit. So mm-hmm. this goes back to kind of a barrier entry is really high for something like this, which is great. Because if you do follow the rules and the regulations, you can really, you know, expand your business further because some people don't want to go into this trouble, which is fine, right? It's, if you don't want to do this, it's, it's great. Uh, mm-hmm. But it just means that if you're in it, make sure you follow the rules because worst thing you want to do is obviously get sued. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You want to go into maybe some of their quiz funnels? Yes. All right, let's go ahead. Oh, just click one of these then. Yeah, let's turn through. It's like it's a kind of like a quiz funnel, but it's more like I think like it's like you need to take it here, right? Yeah. It's like it's definitely a funnel. I don't know. Definitely a funnel, yeah. But I feel like it's yeah, it's like a funnel for sure. Question it's like a questionnaire to like make you feel like part of the thing. I, I like this though, because it goes it goes back to the other funnel we did, right? Where yeah. um Noom, right? The Noom, right? Noom, yeah, yeah, Noom, yeah. I was like, wait, I've seen this before. Nooming exactly like this where they're validating your response. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. It's a validation. Actually, that's really good, Eric. I, I like this. We should we should think about this for some of our campaigns that we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Especially these ones where it is a sensitive subject. And we have things in the health food niche that, you know, where they, you know, do a lot of maybe click funnels, things like that, where these can play a huge role. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to go ahead, click every time. And then they say 40% of men struggle. So they're making you feel good. What sort of results you're looking for? With there's a lot of different things here. We're just going to get hit all of the above. Let's help you get the right treatment. We got you. Things like that. It's not like uh, it doesn't look clinical. You know, it just looks like uh, it looks cool almost. <laughs> Which I mean, if you yeah. can make this look cool, yeah, uh, it looks cool. You know, it's really hard to do that. So we're going to go ahead, hit. You know, I guess Alabama. Agree. Got you covered. Just going to put a birthday there. Put something there. Well, I mean, maybe. Are you going to be just put a fake email? I wonder if you're going to be eligible. I guess there's no age, right? It's I guess everybody uh, can get this. 
probably 18. I mean, I don't know the laws, but password. We're just going to put. I just do Voy Media over here. Voy Media. Start my free visit. And we're actually going to do the visit on the call. Okay. On the podcast. No. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, they have a. It's, 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 it's telehealth, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. On here, let's go every time. Yeah, just do every time and see. Let's go the worst possible situation and see what they give us. I want to see how much they sort of um, prescribe to you. <laughs> I want to see the uh, price too, right? We don't we don't know the price yet, right? Uh, here we go. We're gonna go neither. Um, which of the following best describes your tech drive overall? Um, put whatever less than it was formally treated we're going to go ahead hit no normal okay let's go no unapply here we go next no my god it's long yeah it's getting a little i mean it says two out of 12 at least 12 out of 20 the new one it just it was just never ending they didn't tell you when it's over and they kind of put your hope up there. I mean, this is a medicine, so you get it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it. it's a reason why they try to cheap it at, keep it as uh, simple as possible. Let's go ahead and hear this. Recreational drugs. Uh, just go ahead and hit no. Do the following conditions. Yeah, because this is very thorough. Uh, imagine if you're very serious about taking it, you want to know these, obviously. But we're just doing this for the yeah. It's, and this is most. This is also probably easier than going in person. Oh yeah, going in person, you got to check all these boxes and, and, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait yeah. a lot of money. You wait. You're like, oh, yeah. All right. So, treatment plan. This one. Here we go. Let's go. This one. Um, shipping frequency every three months. Let's go. Oh, nice. Okay, here's a price. Okay. Yeah. So there's a price point. So this is eighty six dollars. Eighty six dollars a month. Wow. That's their cheapest plan. If you go to twelve month, then ninety six dollars month to month. Right. So let's go ahead and click this one. Save ten percent. Upload a photo. So this is a part where it gets to oh, like ID yeah. stuff. But yeah, yeah I imagine this is where you would just straight up pay. Yep. Um, so that doctor visit, that quiz funnel, was that the doctor visit? I think it was a doctor visit. I think so that counted as a doctor visit. I don't think so because I think you still need to talk to somebody. Mm. So I've done like these sort of telehealth visits for like, um, like vitamin C shots at like mm-hmm. a beauty place. And you actually, those, you actually have to like talk to somebody. Okay, cool. So like you get like and a camera. It's like, hey, like, how are you feeling? Are you feeling sick today? It's like, no, I'm feeling good. It's like, okay, cool. It's like a five minute conversation. Oh yeah, but it's pretty much they approve pretty yeah. much everyone. Yeah. All right, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, I imagine something similar here. And by the way, I think they have another quiz funnel for this one. Hims has another quiz funnel for hair loss. Um, they have similar funnels for every niche. Um, so that's pretty cool. Whereas you know, even though they're supplement. Br- we're supplements different than medicine, obviously. Yeah, really nice. But yeah, that's really interesting. Maybe talk about multi-channel. Like, they're big in New York City, this company. So you see all their ads everywhere in Subway ads, right? Remember yeah, when absolutely. we were commuting? We would see them all the time. So goes back to what we were saying before. I think another previous episode is 
train train uh, subway subways obviously we haven't written those in a while but as a brand like this and you, you there's so much demand for a product like this you need to go multi-channel they also have ads in like um in, in like the gyms workout centers where a lot oh, of men yeah. go so i was into an interview with the one of the founders of hymns and he said that like their big sort of go-to-market strategy is he's like of course we use facebook instagram right the obvious channels but he mm-hmm. said for them they like to think of places where not everybody is advertising because then they don't, you don't have to compete with everybody. Like Facebook, oh, com- yeah, Facebook's just competition with like other marketers. And he said, that's why they, he's like, when, when we had the ads at like the um, things like New York sports club, that was a direct deal that they made with the corporate headquarters of New York sports club. They just went to the, they stayed, they themselves were going to the gyms and noticed that when you're peeing or like a stall, you're just looking at a blank wall. So yeah. why don't you use that as a way to uh, an ad spot? So yeah. they were saying that that was just a direct deal with, the, they did that with a few sort of partners, local franchise owners, and then they went like nationwide. So he was saying that like, if you really want to, he's, he was, he's really like the way I like to think, it's like, yes, of course you can go on Facebook, Instagram, but like, if that's like your only way of thinking about a business, then you're probably not going to succeed because it's just going to get more and more expensive. He's like, you, what you need to do is actually do the work and actually like try to find out how to make money reach out to bloggers, reach out to YouTubers, everything that's involved in making a business, right? I've seen, oh, yeah. yeah, when you, I mean, go back, go back to where we said before, like some people just want to do Facebook, Instagram, and of course that will work, but he's like, eventually it gets too expensive, right? Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. And obviously, yeah, there are other channels like TikTok and Snapchat, but overall just, um, yeah, and we see this a lot, like um, all these brands that where I actually notice them on things like the train, are they happen to be these fast growing D2C brands or like a startup where they take over the whole train or they do something where like, at least me as a marketer, I realize this is completely different from, you know, how it was before. Um, so that's very noteworthy. Yeah. And Hims is definitely one that I've seen. I think they've taken over several train carts uh, on the New Jersey path that I take. Uh, so, uh, you know, at least in the past, I know things like Brooklinen and these other brands have definitely done that, but um yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And like, I, yeah, I think I, I forgot what podcast it was, but obviously you can always email Eric at Boy Media for that episode and we'll find it. But yeah, I think like Hims is a great brand. I think people need to look up to them and just see what they're doing. And you notice that they're just not doing Facebook. They're everything else. And we just talked about SEM, but they advertise on like Pornhub on all the like sort of like traffic junkie. I think it's the network for that. All like the porn channels, because obviously this is like a sexual thing. So there's a lot of traffic there that's great to advertise and use. That's about it. Um, in general, yeah, some key takeaways. You can learn a lot, just overall customer psychology, overall um, just marketing in general, and even some business opportunities, looking for opportunities in places you wouldn't expect. Uh, there's a lot to learn just by examining hymns very closely and these other brands, like even Roman. I have their ads library open, Roman. Is one oh, of yeah, diver- Roman's another great one, yep. Yeah. And Roman, I don't know if you're like, they do a lot of podcasts, you know, so like, like hymns and Roman, they also are on podcasts a lot. I mean, if you're familiar with Pat McAfee, the, you know, he's a former NFL punter. He has this huge podcast, uh, one of the biggest, he basically his YouTube channel. He like interrupts every, on uh, his clips channel, like he interrupts every like right way, halfway into each video and he does a Roman pitch and is a really funny way. First of all, he in general is like a very exciting content creator, very smart content creator. So it's just partnering with the smart content creators is a great move. 
like a brand like Roman or Hims, like these ones that are, they're, it's a taboo subject, but by the way, Roman is almost pretty much just as good as a marketer as Hims, right? Like yeah, they're, they're right up good. there too. So this niche is just so cutthroat. They're almost like the, the pet food niche. Like it's, it's like so cutthroat, but in a different way. They take these risks. They're fine taking these risks because the, their nature of their product is like is extremely taboo. So it allows them to take a lot of risks, which, you know, when we look at things like Lumen and Dr. Squatch, you know, these the brands that do the best are the ones that take risks. They change, they, they completely, you know, you look at them, at least from an advertising standpoint, they change how you look at advertising or what you consider an advertisement, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's pretty important. So you can learn a lot from these taboo brands because they're innovating so much. And even it goes beyond just advertising. I think, Kevin, you talk about it all the time um, in tech in general, these taboo brands, because they have so, a lot of constraints on them in these traditional channels or these common channels, they have to be more innovative yep. to survive. And so a lot of the big tech and advertising innovations start from them. Yeah, exactly. And, and even like, I think uh, going back to what you were saying, like we're talking about like the advertising I think there's that podcast called Her Daddy by Barstool Sports. Yeah, right? it's like the biggest podcast in the world. Yeah, and I think for the longest time, Roman was like their number one sponsor. And, and I think there was like an argument or something with Barstool Sports in that podcast. And they're saying that like, because they weren't producing, like their sponsor weren't, wasn't paying them. And it was somewhere around like 100K a month that like mm-hmm. Roman or one of those companies is paying them just to be on the podcast. And if you look at, I don't know if sure they're still advertising on them, but like, if you looked at it, like, obviously that deal, you would make deals. This is like, this is why like when you're, when you can go out and negotiate a deal, it's a much better than what Facebook or some of these platforms are giving you because you can only say like, this is what we want. This is what you can do in our platform with like Romans. Like they would put like their logo on all their merch. They would put the logos on all like the Instagram. They put the logo like everywhere. Right. And you see that now happening with uh, a lot of these other sponsorships of they're, they're contacting these like celebrities and Instagrammers. And before I've seen it, i seen it a few times and I thought it was pretty clever where before it was like, you know, Eric, like a typical sponsorship, like, oh, hey, here's Roman, blah, 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 right? But now what I'm seeing more is that the influencers just doing their normal day, everyday life. But when they edit it, they have the logo now on the top right. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like a subtle marketing and that's a different type of deal. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like, that's the type of deals that you can't get unless you negotiate and you actually go and do the work. Right. Yeah. And, people, and then people figure out like, oh my God, how do they do that? I'm like, they probably just spend yeah. a lot of time doing it and figuring it out. Like they didn't sit there and complain and be like, oh my God, how come I can't do that? I'm like, just call up people. Right. Just do it. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. It just shows like just in general in marketing, um, you're not just limited to the. That, yeah, and that's the thing about mark. Good marketers aren't limited. Most bad marketers think, oh, Facebook, Instagram, but that's just like very small minded thinking. There's so yeah. much more to marketing. Everything you can make a deal out of everything, like and just figure out how you can advertise it and make it work. So yeah, just absolutely. depends on how clever you are. Yeah, even like influencers, like we were my family's restaurant for a while, just to get influencers in. You know, you can you make a deal like they have a rate, and we'd barter with like food and you know you can like, or oh you can have your birthday party here for free. You know you can be very flexible, especially like with things like influencers. These are just like people and. Honestly, they're not even like business people with all this red tape and these processes and stuff. There's there's people you can work with. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a lot of opportunity there. Yeah, it's just yeah, just doing it. All right, cool. Um, that's sort of it. Like I said, like obviously, Kim's is a good company to look at. Roman's another good company to look at, and just think about how they're innovative. Yeah, and um, when I say look at, just, not just Facebook ads library, not just website. 
you know, search different search terms, mm-hmm. um, look at their different URLs, how they're structured. There's a lot you can do. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like I said, they, these guys, uh, I love looking at these brands and just Google their founders names. Sometimes you'll see them podcasts. So that's why, that's why I love learning because they'll, they'll talk about strategy. And I've seen some of these, I think I've, I've seen the Roman founder speak at an event and I thought he was a pretty smart guy. So nice. Um, okay, cool. Uh, that's it. Uh, thanks guys for this episode. Well, it was like almost an hour long, so super excited. Any questions or comments, you can email Eric at Void Media. You can go to voidmedia.com. If you're looking for help with your Facebook campaigns, creatives, that's just voidmedia.com. Contact us. We can help you out. Um, we're taking on a few new clients this month. So let us know. And, and like I said, any other questions or comments or episodes that you wanted to do? I know, Eric, you have a huge list of episodes planned for this coming quarter, which is great. And we also might be, yeah, I think we're just doing more volume of episodes too. So I'm super excited. Yeah, so get excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I love doing this. <laughs> All right, cool. Talk to you guys soon. Any questions? Or also remember, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, we're looking for more. So thank you. This week's episode of Digital Marketing Fastlane was brought to you by the performance marketing experts at Voy Media. Join us again next time as we'll be bringing you more tips, techniques, and know-how to make your online business the very best that it can be. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, we'd love to hear them on Twitter at Voy Media. Thank you.